0: This is a WTOP original podcast.
1: From Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA.
0: I can feel the threat. I can feel the the Afghans. What are they going through right now? These wild animals am and collapse everything down.
1: Diaries of Afghans. Stories of heartbreak and trouble and desperation as they try and try to get family members out, and friends trying to. We present two stories on this episode. Coming up on this episode of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington DC, this is Target USA. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. I want to present just two short stories for you today of people either trying to get family out of Afghanistan or people in the U.S. trying to help Afghan friends get out. It's a desperate situation. And you've seen a lot of it on TV, but this really brings it home. Ahmadullah Siddiqui is an Afghan. He's a former translator with the US military in Afghanistan. He's now in the US and he's an SIV, Special Immigrant Visa Ambassador for no one left behind. He's been trying to get friends and family members out. And this is his story.
0: Uh, Well, I feel shocked. I didn't expect this to happen that easily. Afghanistan was a bright country. Afghanistan was not a gifted country by, by anyone. I can feel the threat. I can feel the, the Afghans, what are they going through right now? These wild animals came and collapsed everything down. All the infrastructure, that, all the, the growth, the promotion, the growth and the, everything we have had in the past 20 years with the help of US forces, Everything collapsed down. And people are shocked. People are worried about it. People are just escaping, leaving the country everywhere. But they can't leave. The only way is that they live, they stay, and they die. I I can't explain. I can't put them in words how to explain the situation right now. But this is horrible. How
1: is your family doing? Do you have family that are at risk right now?
0: Well, yes. Uh, my immediate family are there not only mine but all the other interpreters, who all the u.s all those who work with the u.s forces they have families there mine because i'm on in in, in the media uh, advocating for the sivs my family is divided into few parts right now they're living in different parts of the country mm-hmm. because i they can't move from one place to another place so because of in the fear, because of the fear that they have, that if they get caught by Taliban, they will directly get killed. As a, two interpreters were recently killed two days back by Taliban, and all the media, everybody, all the international communities know about this. That how the Taliban is. My siblings, my parents are in, 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 in at risk right now. Uh, well, yeah. Well, the situation is. Not what we expected.
1: What can the people there do to protect themselves and to protect their families? What 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 do they need? Is has anybody had the opportunity? I know this is a lot going on. Has anybody even gotten to the point where they can figure out what needs to be done to protect your families there?
0: Well, no. It's just only my families who are uh, moving around, and even they cannot. At some point, they cannot get out of homes because they're hiding, as even uh, they can't go out to the airport. If you were, if you, you might have seen, you might have watched the media, the people who are heading to the airport right now, without having the documents, they try to get out of the country. They are not allowed, All, almost 20, 25 uh, people died in, in, in firing in, in the in. in People who were just moving around in the airport, more more than 10,000 people are in the airport, you know, to to, trying to get out to the safety. But my family, uh, they're home. They can't get anywhere uh, because they don't have the proper documentations to to get out of the country.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Is it true that um, the Taliban is going door to door looking for certain people, looking for women, um, looking for... Um, people connected to the West, the U.S. I've heard also reports about people um, being forced into sexual slavery. I've heard reports of amputations. Is any of that true?
0: That's correct. That's true. They are doing this at their job. They have been doing it for the past 20 years. How can we expect them not to do it? Right. They don't believe in democracy. They don't believe in the infrastructure of a country. They don't believe in humanity. They don't believe in anything, just the the power which is being governed by other people, not by the neighboring countries, not that's their mouth, but the order is from somewhere else.
1: Is there any kind of resistance at all? You know, because it looks as though, obviously, Abdullah, Abdullah, I don't know what his situation is. The military appears to have been... Disbanded or taken over? What what is the is is there a resistance right now?
0: Not really, Abdullah Abdullah or or, or Karzai. You know, I think they have direct hand in in submitting the country to the uh, Taliban. I know he he claimed that he was a peace ambassador or he was the chair of the peace cancellation or something, but I don't believe in him. They were the people who have been involved in the civil war. they were the people who were involved in all these unfortunate situation in Afghanistan. They were the people. they were the people who who made our president to leave the country. If they were not the people, then what are they doing here? Why the Taliban are not telling them anything? So it, it shows a direct hand with the Taliban, but Abdullah, Abdullah in Kurdzai and some other, uh, the puppies they had
1: and what do you think was the situation with Ghani leaving the country um did he do that just because he he just gave up and uh, or was he he said he said the taliban threatened him what do you think about that
0: well he the history was about to repeat itself and it, the, it already repeated so our former president who was hanged by taliban the same thing would, would you know was supposed to happen with President Ghani. They they had a plan to to kill him. That's why he left the country. And that was the best thing that he could have ever done. Instead of uh, leaving the, the Taliban or letting the Taliban in the blood everywhere, it was the only option he had at the moment because all his friends around him all the opposite parties who claim to be friends with him left him alone. And they left the country to Pakistan. You, you might have watched them. All the parliament, the senior parliament officials and some other opposition parties that left the country and they're in Pakistan right now. So how? I don't know what the hell they are doing in Pakistan right now. And they were needed in Afghanistan. What are they doing right now? And that was the only option President Ghani had to leave the country in order to avoid the, the blood of the innocent people in the ground.
1: So, is this where Abdullah Abdullah and all of those uh, folks in his circle are? They're in Pakistan now?
0: Abdullah Abdullah and Karzai, they're they in Afghanistan right now. Hmm. The other parties, the other, everybody else who claim to be the heroes. They they claim that oh we fought we we fought we are the hero of this country we fought with Taliban we fought with the Soviet Union where are they now they left the country and they're in Pakistan the Pakistan, in, in, a, in a country where it has a direct hand in the power of Taliban
1: uh, Abadullah, is there anything else that you think is important that we should talk about today.
0: It's about the the, the folks who work with the U.S. forces in Afghanistan that are leaving behind them. There are thousands of people still left behind. They're crying. They're trying to get out of the country. I want the government, President Biden, to act immediately to keep our promise to our folks back in Afghanistan and bring them back home safety or bring them anywhere to save
1: Now the story of Thomas Praxides. He's a retired Marine here in the U.S., trying desperately to help his interpreter friend get out. Tell me the story you were telling me earlier about your the people you're trying to get out, why and, and what they're going through, what they're doing to try to stay safe.
2: Yeah, so it, it, it all started on uh, Sunday. I was headed to bed and uh, my old Af- Afghan interpreter that I'm friends with on Facebook and have been friends for 10 years uh, he contacted me out of the blue and just had such distress in his voice of what was going on due to, uh, you know, our 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 country pulling out of there. So he called me and told me that Taliban is hunting him down. He's getting death threats. They're searching for him. He's just gone into hiding, and he's got nowhere else. He's got no one to no one to call. No one no one to call for help. He, the American embassy is obviously you know, at this time on the run. Um, he's just he just needs help. So for me, you know, what am I supposed to do at 12 o'clock at night? And so I, I kick into gear and I start mobilizing whatever assets I have, which is really I get on Facebook and I ask I ask my friends, hey, who's on the ground there? And I just get a couple contacts. Yeah. So then at that point to me, it seems easy. All I gotta do is get my interpreter. Uh let's his Let's just go with this code name. Lucky. I got to get lucky to my friends on the ground at Kabul airport. However, it becomes a straight nightmare of an obstacle for the past six days where I am watching all of this go down with via FaceTime. Mind you. Tell me, tell me,
1: tell me what you're seeing. What's that? Tell me what you're seeing.
2: Yeah, so I'm watching him go through Taliban checkpoints and I'm seeing the Taliban in my face. Uh, I'm watching him go through the mobs, the the crowd, the desperate crowd and people getting, uh, you know, like just trampled on. And mind you, at this point, there's four interpreters that I'm leading now, not just him, and they have women and children, and I'm seeing tear gas being launched into the into the crowd women and children being affected by the tear gas. And mind you, these are large crowds that are very very compacted. So when tear gas hits them, they got nowhere to run. Did and they, then to make, to make matters worse, there's no water to rinse it off.
1: Yeah, so so what what are they doing then? Are, did they make it to the airport at all?
2: No, they did not make it at, uh, to the airport, uh, despite the requests that I've given to the to multiple agencies out there, despite uh, pleas to my congresswoman my um, you know, my, my Senator, nothing, no help. All it is, is fill this form out, fill that form out. And these guys can't do that. I have to do it on their behalf.
1: Yeah. So let me ask you this question. Where are they now and what's, what stage are you in, in your operation?
2: That's right. So we're, uh, they're currently, they're currently in a safe house. We're awaiting the conditions in the, uh, at the, at the Kabul airport. We're waiting for the, the gates to to just improve right now it's a it's it's mayhem there so when the gates improve then we could potentially look at moving him moving them inside the airport that's where it's safe cuz that's where the marines are at and they'll protect them but everybody outside is it's it's a nightmare
1: so what are the taliban and is it just the taliban that are causing these problems that are shooting and beating people
2: you know, it's a little bit of both. So you got the Taliban that's on the outer perimeter that um, uh, has numerous checkpoints, harassing, intimidating, um, going around and doing door knocks on people's doors and trying to just, you know, kidnap them and potentially execute them. So the Taliban causes that problem. And then when they get further into uh, further into the gate area or towards the gate, you run into the huge mobs that are just desperate and scared from the Taliban that's in back of them, but inside the mob you have Afghan soldiers that are trying to hold the line, but they just have no experience with crowd control. So the best thing they do is fire their weapons in the air, um, hit hit the hit uh, yeah hit the uh, the local nationals, just beat them with batons, and it just becomes a nightmare from there.
1: Yeah,
2: and well, the Marines can all the Marines can do is just watch. They can't do nothing,
1: right? So, last thing, um, what is yeah. it that what is it that you want the people that hear this to to do?
2: Yeah, you know, I I need y'all to engage on social media. We need to spread awareness on this. For one, whether it be share a post, create a post, or just educate yourself. Second, you could take it a step up and maybe just talk to your congressman, congresswoman, maybe your your, your state leaders, and just bring this up at a higher level where maybe a bunch of them can corral and get to higher leadership and just explain that this is not fast enough. Like, I don't care what your, po- your political views are, but our withd- this withdrawal is not happening at the speed that it needs to be because of what's going on with, you know, the Taliban and also like bureaucracy. Um, you know, donate if you see an organization that is worthy and is trustworthy and if you're a veteran and, if, and you have an interpreter friend, like take charge and lead them out of there because you're, you're all they got.
1: Thomas Praxedes a retired Marine trying to help friends get out of Afghanistan. There are many stories like this and you're going to hear more of them in the coming weeks on Target USA. We're going to leave you with that to sit with this week. I know this is a bit shorter than normal, the program, but I'm doing this purposely. So you have those stories to sit with, to think about, and to think about how perhaps you can do something to help these folks. Because as someone who's been there several times and seen what's happening in Afghanistan, there was an awful lot of hope on the ground there the last time I was there some years ago about people having a real chance at a future and democracy. But now all that's been swept away. And the question that many of us are wrestling with is not how could this happen, but is there any real chance that any of those folks will ever live in a free country? And what about the people who are running for their lives and hiding, how will they survive? That's it for this program. If you have any questions or comments, send me an email. You can reach me at jgreen at WTOP.com. That's the letter J, the color green, one word, at whiskeytangooscarpapa.com. That's jgreen at WTOP.com. Also, we ask that you subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter. We're at podcast. That's at tango Uniform sierra alpha podcast and if you want more national security information you can sign up for my newsletter you can find it at wtop.com slash alerts i'm jj green and this is target usa the national security podcast hey guys jay cutler started a new podcast called uncut with jay cutler Most of you know me from the NFL. Some of you've seen me on Instagram, and some of you know me from the reality TV world. Each week, I'm taking you along with me as we discuss football, trending topics, and whatever's going on in my life each week. I'm bringing along people that are special in my life—former teammates, friends, and some new people that I like and respect. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Podcasting—I think I'm doing this right. Can't wait to get started with you. Go subscribe now. Uncut with Jay Cutler. Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, and Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press.